Today is going to be an acid trip <laughs> of an episode. I'm just kidding. But I think that it's going to be a little... I, I, need, I need your open mind on this one. It really all started for me in a conversation I was having with my niece about soulmates and the idea where soulmates came from. And I remember going through this in my head quite a bit when I was going through healing from my breakup. It's funny how some people can find every reason to stay in love with someone during a breakup, right? And just me, I was trying to find every reason to heal. And that was part of my healing process. What I'm going to tell you today is really has, has really helped me in my healing process, to be honest with you. So it requires you an open mind. I've never really given much thought about soulmates, but it became clear to me at one point that there's got to be more depth to us just meeting people and not having any intention involved in it or any spiritual connection that's involved in it. And I was looking through a lot of different types of information, ran across what is known as Vedic synastry. Vedic synastry is the study of planetary uh, placement of your natal charts and it's usually compared to the person that you're to, that you want to be compared with if you're going to marry them or have a relationship with them you compare the natal charts with one another to determine compatibility or non-compatibility for that matter and when I looked further into it there were a lot of words that I was like very interested in because it really explained what I was looking for it filled in the gap you know I can talk about psychology and science, but when it comes to the spiritual gap that I need to fill in, the substance and depth required to explain that, I think I found it, I found a little bit of it definitely in the theory associated with synastry. Remember, we're not just robots, we're not just a brain and its function, we have much more depth that needs to be fed, that needs to be understood from a different angle. And that's all this information today that I'm presenting is really doing, is presenting another way to look at how we connect with people and what this all could possibly mean. Just consider it. If you don't have to buy it, you don't even have to have an opinion about it. Just consider it. It helped me in my healing. And I remember telling my niece about this and I was really into it, explaining this to her. And she said, by the way, shout out to you, Isabella, Bella, my niece, Isabel, I love you. She said, well, if you find this helpful, basically other people might find it helpful. And that's what this is about today. Hopefully you find it helpful. A disclaimer, I'm not a, an astrology expert, nor do I ever claim to be one, but I am going to approach it in a way where this is what how it helped me, and I'm just giving you what I've learned from it and giving you what was given to me. Given to you what was given to me. I guess that makes sense. Okay, <laughs> let's get started. All right, so the idea of soulmates in 
sinistry basically refers to anybody that we may come in contact with, as far as I have read and have understood, everybody that we come in contact with that has a significant part in our life is a soulmate. So it can be a family, it can be a lover, it could be past relationships, friendships, any of these can be soulmates. And the person that we are meant to be with, right? This is what we call soulmate, but really there's another name for it. And it's known as twin soul. So there's a twin soul that you're supposed to be, you know, matched with and compatible with. And when you're not compatible, this relationship is called a karmic relationship. It is basically meant to teach us a lesson. I actually, most soulmates are meant to teach us a lesson. According to this astrological perception, we basically meet these same soulmates that we met in a previous life. And we have a contract with these soulmates. We have signed a contract with each soulmate. And this contract gets carried on in every lifetime that we have. We're basically going to meet the same people that are supposed to teach us the same lessons. But it doesn't mean that in our lifetime, we are going to learn the lessons we're supposed to learn. Now, this is where it gets fascinating for me as a therapist, okay? It's pretty cool because I can see it. I can see this loud and clear. Karmic relationships are another way to say they're there to basically, well, they're not there to cause suffering, but they being in one causes suffering for one or both partners. And they're meant to teach us a lesson. And let me just go ahead and eliminate the suspense for you. The lesson to be learned has a lot to do with you. It doesn't have anything to do really basically with the relationship itself, but rather it is with the relationship with you. That's the beauty of it. In our Western world, we think that the whole relationship is an entity that we need to make work. We even have something called marriage counseling. Ugh, rolling my eyes on the inside. We have all these things that suggest that you need to function as one. I mean, come on. Far-fetched for me. What seems more reasonable is that I am here on my journey. You are here on your journey. I'm supposed to get right with myself. And me getting right with myself, this relationship will work divinely. It'll be beautiful. Um, especially when you get right with you. <laughs> so basically the outcome is that we learn the lesson we need to learn in this relationship. And when we do learn that lesson, when we've resolved a karmic relationship, okay, it turns into a, it could, it could turn into a twin soulmate, into the twin soul that you're supposed to be with. We are going to continue to live the life over and over again, attempting to learn those lessons. So you either, either learn it now or you are going to suffer. <laughs> You're going to keep suffering from one relationship to the next. Even if you, let's say, get rid of a karmic relationship, if you haven't learned the lessons you need to learn within you, about you, you're going to move into the same exact relationship. You just might have a different name for it, different look, but it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Uh, I like that description. I really do like that description because I see it. I see it with me and I also see it with the patients I work with that often we might go into a, another new relationship without considering the work that we need to resolve when ending the prior relationship. That work has to get done. And, I, and you've heard me say this a billion times that this has to be resolved before we take in the baggage to the next relationship. When we 
meet the soulmates that we meet in our life, it is said that we either have a debt with them or we have credit with them. And that also goes with the lessons that we have to learn. You know, soulmates could be your family members. And the interesting part that is part of this astrological perception is that we choose our soulmates. We actually choose them every time. (laughs) It's our, I don't know if it's in our indirect way to learn the lessons we need to learn. I don't know what it is, but we actually choose them. We choose our parents. We choose our dogs. We choose actually any soulmate. We choose them over and over. As I was reading further in the area of synastry and uh, in understanding relationships in the karmic and twin soul sense, it is important to note that fate can bring people together. That's the purpose of fate. It'll bring people together that you need to meet, which is a wonderful thing to know that we are going to meet the people we're supposed to meet. It's intentional. We don't just bump into people and it means nothing. Not in that world. In the world of this astrological belief, we actually uh, are meant to meet the people that we do. And in meeting them, fate can bring us together, but it may not necessarily (laughs) be... uh, meant to be. For example, I could be in love with someone and they may not have reciprocated this love and fate can bring us together, but we may not necessarily be on the same page. (laughs) Uh, So fate plays an important role, but your free will is even a bigger role, right? Just because you're in a relationship, whether it's a marriage or a committed relationship, it does not mean that I own your decisions. I don't own your decisions. And I like knowing that today, this detachment from attempting to keep you because you make me happy and I can't lose you. And I, if I lose you, I'm going to lose my self-love kind of thing. We don't want to do that. I think that's our perception here in the Western world is that you make me happy and anything that makes me happy, I want to cling to it. (laughs) I want to cling to it. And when I can't keep it, which is the norm, when I realize that I cannot keep it, I experience loss like it's the end of the world. We are not prepared. We are not prepared. So it keeps us in extremes emotionally. That's a side note, however. (laughs) Going back to the karmic relationship usually is characterized by these heightened, uh, it's exciting. A karmic relationship is exciting. It's full of fighting, lust, obsession, possession, fun stuff, fun stuff, fighting, arguing, anger, rage, baggage, never resolved, uh, basically baggage in relation. That's what a karmic relationship. And I spill my baggage onto you and you spill your baggage onto me. Karmic relationship. It is often very powerful. The karmic relationship is very powerful because sometimes we think we're meant to be. But what I really liked about the theory of Vedic synastry is that the feeling of familiarity with someone is not because we're meant to be. It is because we've met them before, which is great to know. That means that familiarity I feel with someone, it's a, it's a good explanation for it that I've met them before. It does not mean that I'm meant to be with this person and that I had to, that I have to deal with the struggle and just ride out the pain and ride out the suffering. No, that's not what that means. Familiarity does not mean love. Let's say you really believe that someone is a soulmate, a twin soul, let me refer, twin soul, and you are with them, but 
things are not going well. For example, you are enlightened with the idea that you are soulmates, but this person is not. And that you are doing the work to mend the relationship that you have with yourself and understand the lessons that you need to learn. What's going to end up happening is that your awakening, which happens often actually, one person awakens in this relationship while the other one is not caught up to that yet. And if you're the one who has learned their lesson or is learning their lesson and moving on to a new cycle is what we like to call it here in this astrological world. We move on to, we close out an old cycle. We move on to, we start a new one. Sometimes being with that person who is still karmic, um, may not match where we are in our spiritual development. When we learn our lesson, we upgrade, believe it or not, spiritually. We, we have now learned to understand the world without the struggle of it. We learn to understand and see the struggle as valuable. I need to go through this pain in order for me to learn the lesson I need to learn. And so it's not painful for me anymore in that area. That's kind of what I mean by a spiritual upgrade. We need the suffering to help us detach from this need to cling on to things that make us happy and own them and just keep them and do whatever it takes to keep the things that make us happy like we can keep it permanently, which is false. But that's just a different episode. Uh, but eventually we want to get to a place where we understand our suffering and we look at our past not as a waste of time. Rather, it becomes a learning experience. It becomes valuable to us. We, again, use it as a leveling up spiritually. That's the point of this. Now, like I said before, one is usually awakened in the relationship and they have to make a decision whether they are going to continue this karmic relationship, which does not match their spiritual evolution, or they're going to have to let go of this karmic person and their drama, who they believe could be a soulmate, could be a twin soul, right? If this is the case, that also becomes, and I, I'm saying this lightly, that, that also becomes part of their lesson too. When they get into a relationship with you, you are part of the lesson but not in the way you think. Sometimes losing somebody that is so important to you, that you love so much because of your own baggage and your own self-sabotage, that could be in itself a huge lesson. It, it could be the thing that wakes up this karmic partner, but, but, uh, take that with a grain of salt, friends. It's, it may not wake them up and they just may be repeating the cycle over and over again. If you realize what cycle you've been repeating over and over again, wonderful for you, you are where you need to be at. You need to move forward. And like I said, sometimes you cannot take the karmic with you because it may bring you down with them. I hope that makes sense and I haven't lost you somewhere at hello. <laughs> you, you can see the value in this, I hope, that it's teaching us to look at our world as intentional as we can and not everything that we do is dismissed. No, it's energy that's creating energy and that is moving around and we're connecting with other people energetically and spiritually. And a connection with a person is a spiritual connection, not just the bumping of uglies. Oh, it is a spiritual connection. And that just elevates my life for me, elevates the way I think about humanity. It helps me relate to them better. 
It's just a beautiful addition and a compliment to my spiritual growth. It's not the center of my world, but now I can understand relationships as in karmic relationships and what is a twin soul relationship and why I had to go through karmic relationships in order for me to learn the lessons I need to learn. Nothing is a waste of time in this world. That's a beautiful thing. So this helped up my healing. It helped me understand my relationships and do the work I needed to do to help resolve what I needed to resolve within myself and the negative patterns that continue to add more suffering in my life, especially in relationships. And when I did that, naturally, the side effect of that was to make decisions that were healthier about relationships and about myself, of course. So it's a win-win situation for me. Nothing about this theory to me <laughs> brings in red flags and says, Oh no, you, you're just going to go and, and it's, it's, it's going to be, you know, light up on fire when you learn your karmic lessons and you're going to be, I don't know, burned alive. I, none, none of this is, it's further, it's farther from the truth. It is much more to me peaceful way to look at people. And it helps us work on understanding loss in a much more appreciative way. I can appreciate my loss and understand that I do not own anybody and that there's constant change in my world and there's no permanence. And that's a good thing because if I stay the same with everything being the same, I never grow and I want to grow. I told you I want that spiritual kick, that spiritual development and Without the change, without the discomfort and sometimes suffering, there is no spiritual bang for the buck. There's no spiritual leveling up. That's the truth. I really recommend that you take what you want from this theory. If it complements the way you think and it could be added to your life conveniently and fill in gaps for you in some areas where you need more support, more information, yeah, use it. If it's not useful to you, toss it. That's a beautiful thing about considering information and people that like to grow and move forward, consider information. There's no good or bad information. There's no superior or inferior information. That's all nonsense. Information is information. And if you can use it, great. And if you don't need it, that's okay too, because you at least have it in your toolbox if you ever needed it. What I finally want to add is that when twin souls are both awakened in a relationship, what that looks like is that they're able to give love and receive love without the baggage, without the reservations, without the conditions. It becomes free. I'm free to love you and I'm free to accept your love. I take responsibility of my mess so I won't spill it in this relationship. And with twin souls, it doesn't mean that everything is perfect. Oh no, that's not what that means. But it means that you are able to grow together in a karmic relationship. <laughs> it's not looking like that. It's looking like a train wreck that you're just every day. You're, it's crisis management and being in that relationship. Crisis management. <laughs> it's extinguishing fires. That's what it looks like in a karmic relationship. Could it one day evolve to something healthy? Yes, yes. But the only thing you're in charge of is not making the relationship healthy. No, it's making you healthy on the inside. And from that place, you're able to make a 
the decisions that you need to make to better your life and ultimately better the relationship wherever it's at, whether it's releasing this person or working with the person. Loving freely without reservations. Beautiful. Beautiful. And that's what I took from it. There's probably so much more involved in this uh, sinistry business, but I'm giving you what I liked, what my subconscious brain took and made it useful in my healing process. I needed that. And today, when I meet a person, it's always intentional. And I love knowing that nothing is a waste of time. Nothing. And every time I meet you, you teach me a lesson. And that could be people at work. It could be my neighbor. It could be the person I'm standing in Walmart cashier line with. All those are people that are supposed to help give me something or I'm, I'm supposed to give them something. So I either pay a debt or I get a credit. That's what that's about. Beautiful. Everything intentional in this world. Beautiful. I love it. I hope you can find this useful for you. And when you think about twin souls and karmic souls and able to identify or label relationships and, and cycles in the past that maybe you have ended or have not ended, it's something to look at, something so worthy to look at when it comes to building the relationship that you have with you and ultimately getting to a place where you are exactly where you need to be and you are on the path to a better spiritual elevated relationship with yourself because again that's the relationship that never leaves you that you must face confront and water its gardens Uh, sometimes we spend our life watering other people's gardens in hopes that they water ours but i always like theories anything that tells me i need to go to the source water my own gardens and then figure out what i need to do after that (laughs) I like any theory that does that. It complements my beliefs and it complements my lifestyle and what I would like to accomplish. All right. Thank you so much, you guys, for sitting with me on an episode of the Twilight Zone, apparently. But (laughs) thank you for keeping an open mind and consider this as a tool if you like it. If you don't think this is applicable to you in your life, that's cool too. Toss it. Not offended at all. I want you to use whatever you find useful, whatever. I'm going to throw at you anything that I found useful and that helped me heal. Wow, Tala, that's, that was violent. But um, I'm saying this with love. And for anybody out there that's listening to this, I hope that you mend the relationship that you have with yourself and you reach a point where you're whole and that you're feeding yourself and watering your own garden and tending to your own world on the inside with what you want to do, how you want to do it. And when you do that, then you don't have to worry about someone completing you, feeding you, watering your gardens, filling up those gaps in your world because you're doing it for yourself. So all they are doing when you meet them is to compliment that. That's how you know that that person is your twin soul. They compliment what you already have. And that's beautiful. And you get to compliment one another. Not complete one another, but compliment one another. This has been an episode of Drive Through. Mm-hmm.